Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Runners World podcast with me Rick Pearson and me Ben Hobson. This week, we're speaking with endurance athlete Sean Conway, who's just completed 105 Ironman triathlons in 105 days. It's up, it's up there, Rick, as one of the as one of the best, I reckon. I think it is. I, I'm, I'm I'm struggling to think of a more impressive multi-day endurance um, achievement. Just uh, just the time, preparation, execution. Yeah, fact factors that you have to take in for three disciplines rather than like say just the one running big running event. No, it's extraordinary, and to not to not get injured or or not or to not stop. And presumably that there was injury along the way, but to uh, to carry on for that, I mean, it's, it's like over three months, isn't it? And I'm on every day for over three months. Yeah, it's bonkers. It's mad. Um, but, but but he did it, and that's what he does because she's you know he's built like that, Sean. He's he's got that that drive to do these things, and it's 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 incredible. Um, hey, look, a bit of science for you, Ben. Oh, I love it. Here we go. This is a new study that said it's better to be a weekend warrior than no warrior at all. So I think, oh, you know, okay. historically we've probably slagged off the weekend warrior, haven't we? It's sort off. of like slightly gung-ho type who kind of crams in a week's training into sort of Saturday, maybe Sunday. But it turns out it's all good. Training's all good. Um, you need to be a bit careful, obviously. Um, but in terms of actual your heart health... Where you right, fit okay. in your 150 minutes um, per week of moderate vigorous exercise, um, it doesn't really make too much of a difference. So you could just do one to two weekend bursts or more regular activity throughout the week. You're going to achieve the same heart-related benefits. So, oh, good. Okay, so this is all this is all tied in with heart health. Got it. So if you do your set number of minutes, prescribed minutes, any time of the week. Yeah. you're going to get a benefit from a, a cardio point of view, cardiovascular exactly. point of view. So if you've only got right. two days where you can exercise, then go Do for it. Do it then. That's, yeah. We all, we all need healthy hearts. That's important. <laughs> there we go. Good, good. That was a nice bit of science. I like that a go. lot. Yeah, a little, little slice. little slice of science for you. Well, we do worry. Sometimes you do worry as runners. Sometimes if, you don't, if you're not running every, every other day or something, you get in the habit mm. of it, and then you might have a little worry that you're going to lose fitness or something. But you can just if it's just counting through the minutes keep the heart going fantastic yeah hey look how's, how's your own running been going ben yeah it's good everything seems to be going okay um i've had quite a sort of stint of what people would refer to as sort of i don't know junk or unstructured or whatever it's been lovely but um today i sort of went back to some easy intervals to try and sort of regain a bit of uh structure to some training so that was good i'm glad to have sort of done that i've lost quite a lot of fitness but that was inevitable and uh yeah so i don't know really i might try and line something up race wise for the end of the towards the end of the year not sure what 
But um, it kind of feels like there needs to be something now rather than just yeah. going yeah, out yeah, yeah, and yeah. running. Keep yourself nice. honest with a, with uh, a yeah, yeah, little exactly. challenge. Little challenge. Um, how's your 10-mile prep going? It's going okay. It's going okay. I'm, I, was back, I was back on the track again this weekend. Um, which I'm doing sort of doing slightly longer, just adding a few reps basically. So trying to be sensible about it. Um, and uh, been running in a pair of ASIC spikes that don't have actual removable spikes on them. So that's been quite what? quite interesting. Quite, oh, like quite these nice sort of like uh, like plastic molded. Yeah, kind of like little plastic molded. Um, it's got they've got a plate in them, but um, they're, they're like ever so slightly less aggressive than running in a in a classic spike. So I think for like a dad returning to the track quite an appropriate um <laughs> shoe choice it's uh, saving your calves a little bit or something yeah. like is it so that's it um yes yeah, so i've been doing that i mean so i've been doing sweet stuff i've been lifting um lifting heavy weights twice a week so that's been oh. that's been good the probably the bit that's missing is probably yeah a, a bit more 10 mile specific uh session in the week um and i'm probably if i'm honest probably ducking it a little bit you know, just because it's probably going to be a little bit unpleasant. So that needs to go in there. Um, Some mile and, repeats, basically. So Yeah, probably like six-minute mile repeats, isn't it? You know, uh, and yeah, just often I just think, oh, you know what? I won't do that. I'll just go for a jog instead. Um, <laughs> so so that, that's what I need to get my head around, obviously. Uh, obviously. But I'm enjoying it, mate. Yeah, it, there's, there's some variety. And I think that's, that's what's been nice about the track stuff is it just gives, it's more like kind of, I guess I'm... Sp- broadening the speeds i'm running at so like the like i guess i'm po- kind of polarizing training a bit more and actually that's that's, that's enjoyable because it's variety isn't it yeah, yeah exactly and it's always nice to sort of take on a new a new approach or a new challenge all aiming for a similar goal but just to sort of approach it ever so slightly differently just to yeah, sort of gauge yeah. how the body responds and all those sorts of things exactly exactly um but that's it i say what i haven't been doing i haven't been doing an iron man every day ben um, for 105 days and I'm not about to either I'm not the guy who's going to beat this challenge although Sean does suggest that he thinks it is beatable um, he actively encourages sure people to try and beat it so listen to him talk about it and if it it tickles some sort of mysterious <laughs> wonderlust in you or whatever to go and uh, yeah tickles a tickles a funny bone in your body that makes you think <laughs> I could do that then go and uh, off you yeah, go off yeah. you go Sean's willing to help so have a listen see if you're equally inclined to in feats of great endurance and, and this could be you guest of the week here in the studio guest of the week sometimes on the phone could be an athlete could be a physio or a complete unknown for most people, completing an Ironman is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Swim 2.4 miles, cycle 112, run 26.2 and get a terrible tattoo. You know the drill. Um, but for Sean Conway, that wasn't nearly enough. The endurance athlete decided to complete 105 Ironman triathlons in 105 days. And he's here to tell us how on earth he did it. So, Sean, welcome to the Runs World podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm currently planning 105 dodgy tattoos somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I mean, that would cover the body. It'd be incredible. Yeah, I know. Um, how am I? Um, I don't know. It's been a week since I finished and I haven't quite worked out what's going on. I'm sort of back in real world, in, but not really. You know, I don't know. It's, having, it's definitely not sunk in. I'm sort of still knackered. Um, and yeah it's just weirdly feels like two things it feels like a I did it like months ago this last week has taken forever and b 
it's just sort of my memory of it is so hazy because I was so sort of knackered the whole time. I'm sitting here going, what actually happened? You know, um, <laughs> right. So I think it'll take some time for it to all digest. You know, for me, it kind of feels like you know. I can imagine if you won the lottery, you'd probably spend the first week going, "Did I? Did I really? Did I actually am I, am know, I that rich like, now? Yeah, yeah." And that sort of for me also feels the same. I've sort of felt like I won the lottery in in endurance sport, and now I'm sitting back going, "Blimey, did, did I? I did that right? Wow, geez, you know, like because <laughs> I was so focused on it on the end goal." You know, the blinkers were on and I had to be so ultra focused on, you know, ticking every single box every single day in order to make it to the next day that it sort of went by me quite quickly, even though it felt like it took forever. So, yeah, there's a lot of conflicting emotions and things going on right now. So I don't know. How's the body holding up? Because I I imagine if you make it do that, those distances again and again and again, it must be sort of in a mild state of panic or shock right now. Yeah, it was the first couple of days. So I finished on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I felt great. I was like, damn it, yeah. I should have carried on. And <laughs> I wanted to carry on. But, you know, and I don't know if you watched the end. I basically, so that I got the record at 102. And then I knew I wanted to do 103 because I wanted to see what my body would do, uh, you know, doing one, not having to do one. Because yeah. up till 102, I had to do it to break the record. And now I wonder. I just wondered what 103 would be like, you know. And actually, my body felt pretty good. And then I got Instagram to to vote whether I should do 104 or not. And 71% of Instagram obviously hates me, so they said yeah. do, do do 104. So I did the 104th day, and then I flipped coin to see if I should do 105. Uh, and the coin said yes, so I said heads, I carry on, tails, I I pull out. Um, so I did 105 and then I flipped the coin again because I sort of, I felt good enough that I could definitely continue. And I had numbers printed up to 123 because um, I just thought, I don't know, that's a cool number to maybe end on. And also it was part of my, um, part of my process to visualize the fact, you know, if before I even started, I already thought I was going to go further, then I'm in the in a better attitude i'm sort of manifesting the concept right early on that i was even going to smash it through the record so i did that um but then i also have two young kids and caroline who was solo parenting for three and a half months so i thought right well i'm just gonna let the coin decide and then on 105 the coin said you know go home and be a dad so i listened to the coin and now it means i can sit here going well i didn't quit you know the coin told the me coin told the coin told me yeah so um yeah, so that's, you know, that was sort of where I got to. So I, as I said, so the first two days I was fine. And then come Wednesday, I think my body's finally realized, oh, well, you're not you're not doing this anymore. Like, let's shut down mode. And um, yeah, just being so tired. Um, I've, I tried to do a Joe Wicks yesterday and nearly died. <laughs> um, you know, even walking up the stairs, my body's just fully given up, and and it's it's a weird feeling because I've never felt like this before. Where in my head, like I'm motivated to try and keep the fitness because I've done, you know, what ninety hours of Zone One, Zone Two training a week for three and a half months. So, you know, I. Th- I must have some sort of base fitness, which I'd like to keep. So I'm, mentally, I'm motivated to try and do it. But if I do any anything at the moment, I'm just 
poked absolutely i think i think you're definitely entitled to a bit of a rest sean i think if, if anyone <laughs> on the planet is entitled to like a you know kind of a down week i kind of i think yeah. that's fair enough um can you can you give us a sense into like how this broke down so like tell us about tell us about how the day works when you do when you're doing when you're doing an iron man like what's what's it look like and how long is it taking how are you fueling all that stuff yeah i mean i eventually got down to a pretty specific routine um my days became almost identical down to the food i ate to how much i drank um there's slight variations here and there um but mostly so i'd, I'd get up at 4 29 a.m it was originally 4.34, if I remember, or 4.33. But I found I was getting in the pool at one minute past five or two minutes past five. And I just hated that. Like, I felt I'd lost the day already by getting <laughs> in minute. after five. Yeah, even though it doesn't really matter. You know, you can claw back 20 minutes on your feed stations, really, uh, if you were clever. Um, so, yeah, 4.29 meant I pretty much got in the pool at one minute to five every day or five o'clock. So... I felt like I'd won the day. So that was a good way to start. Um, so on the way to the pool, so I'd get up literally, uh, get my, so the uh, Justin who was doing social media was staying with me. He'd, he would have, uh, he was getting my porridge and chia seed sort of um, in quite liquidy porridge that I could drink um, out of a bottle rather than having to spoon it in. And I'd drink that on the way to the pool. Um, and then, you know, that was what, 800 mils so nearly a liter of liquid um on the way to the pool which had about 800 calories and then i literally go into the pool i go to the toilet um without fail so i, got, I was quite lucky i got into a routine of, of going to the loo before then start the swim at five o'clock and then on an average day i was getting out the pool at around 20 20 past six ish so it's roughly within five minutes either side is is sort of my swim time you know, I had a really good day where I finished at sort of 10 past 6 because um, I may have got in the pool early and a really bad day where I finished at 6.35. So uh, I then would, T1 would be pretty quick, you know, probably, t you know, 12 to 15, 16, 17 minutes um, on a bad day. Uh, straight into, onto the bike from the pool and then from there head down to do, so it was about, let me get this right. I'm trying to work out. So it was about 40k or 35k to the f the feed stop where I'd start the loops, uh, and then I'd have a, a feed stop at 50k, uh, 90k, 140k, and that was it. So three feed stops, and I'd also eat on the bike. So at each feed stop, I was stopping about 10 minutes. Um, then straight up to the run. Uh, again, run transition was a little slower normally because I. I was quite tired and it was, it was quite hot for May and June. Um, so that was often around 20 minutes for for T2. Straight on to the run. Um, and then I did two laps. So I did 23.5k lap and then a 19k lap. Um, which And then back to the same spot where I sort of the central point, which was this gym that allowed us to use their facilities, which was very kind of them. And... Uh, uh, you know the goal would be try to finish by seven o'clock but you know on a bad day it was nearly 10 o'clock at night and on a good day it was sort of 20 past six I think was the quickest I did it um, and then straight home eat some food shower hot bath little bit of stretching bit of rough and tumble with the kids and in bed at 8 30 
and then yeah re- repeat that busy day Sean isn't yeah. it it's a packed schedule it's um, a packed yeah. schedule I mean you're, you're obviously quite a, 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 I'd say quite a meticulous man then in, in terms of how you've prepared and you knew how your days were managed and all those sorts of things what about managing your effort were you doing that on a data driven premise were you sitting like as you said zone one and zone two you, you you couldn't allow yourself at any point to go above i don't know 120 bpm or something however how did you cope with the sort of that pure endurance all day long? yeah so good question uh, it, it initially it was um based on heart rate and a little bit on power on the bike, but heart rate. I really didn't want my heart rate to spike above 120. That was the real the top end. I tried to keep it around 110, 115. Um, and that meant, you know, the trick is to get fit enough that with a heart rate of 110 or 115, you can still do a good time. Uh, and that's, you know, what my focus on the training was, just trying to get so fit that when I bring it down to zone one, I'm still doing you know, a 14 hour full iron, you know, or, or 15 hours. So, uh, and that started to happen towards the end though, really my legs were the weakest link in the chain. Um, I, I, I actually couldn't even push my heart rate above 120. The legs went way before that. So, uh, by the end I was just running on my effort and looking at my splits, you know, both on the bike and on, on the run, I eventually got quite a good, gauge of where I should be on the course at different times you know so each feed station I'd get there and I'd be like right you know I'm either five minutes ahead or five minutes behind um and I often wouldn't change anything even if I was behind because that just that's what my legs were giving me that day and I didn't want to go into the red for the sake of five minutes um because you know the knock-on effect of that would be days potentially so it was it was a lot of just managing the pain really because you know once I was in that deep fatigue stage from quite early on really it uh it was just painful and sore and you know you know when you just get that it was weird like because I had no I had my lactic acid tested once during it and my lactic acid was really low the number was like 0.8 or something um but still I had that muscle burn um and I, I sort of need to speak to someone about that I don't know really what that was really um and it could have been a bit nutrition, although I was eating well. I only lost three kgs on the whole thing, and I lost them pretty steadily. I lost a, k- a kg a month because I was, you know, again, just nailing the nutrition, just trying to eat as much as possible. Uh, downing lots of full-fat cream. That seemed to be the bulk of my calories in the day because you can get a little tub. It's about a pint, really. Yeah, but even less than a pint, I think. It's 3,500 calories, so... Wow. You can just down that. Wow. Um, wow. And, it, and you can do it Cream. in like... It's amazing. Yeah, you can drink it in, in 30 seconds, you know. So that sort of just really kept the weight on. Um, I could have done with not losing that last kg. And also I went into it light. I didn't want to go in heavy because I didn't want to get injured on the run. I knew if I was running... So I went in at 70 and a bit kg, which is okay for me. It's a little heavy. I think 68 kg is my, probably my good race weight. But I thought 70 is fine. Um, if I'd gone in at 73 or 4, I just would have risked more injury on the run. And I would have lost that within a week. So it sort of felt, for me, point, pointless going in heavy. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't have much to lose anyway. But I, I was pretty happy with how the nutrition side worked out. Really. Yeah. You, you said earlier about um, kind of manifesting and this idea of one, two, th- one, one, two, three in your head. Um 
I am interested in how you mentally keep it together a challenge like this because we, we talk about ultra marathons and say you know oh it's 100 miles but most people probably do that in a day whereas you have to keep it together for over 100 so how on earth do you do that and what have you learnt that other people maybe who are listening who who may want to take on a, a multi-day challenge could apply to their own running yeah so one is you've got to really keep focused on why you're doing it you know why do you want it and it's that's an unpopular opinion just you know a lot of people say oh, i don't do it for the records but i i definitely do it for the record <laughs> yeah. you know right. um i want that i i do i you know i want to be the only person on the planet to have done something um and i like i like fighting for that and i like chasing that record i'm not very good at the journey you know in life anyway i'm you know i'm terrible at going on holiday because I just get <laughs> bored and frustrated because I don't have something to chase. So, you know, for me, that was super important. Raising money for the True Venture Foundation was super important. You know, that was super high priority on me. So that is a motivating factor. And it's all these sort of, I, I say, you know, dangle the carrots. What are the carrots, your metaphorical carrots? Another one is just, you know, trying to be a cool dad to my kids when they're a bit older. Although I've been reliably informed, no teenage kids think their dads are cool, so I'm <laughs> wasting my time there probably. But um, the uh, you know, so I, I have lots of those really at the forefront of my mind, and it's part of my, you know, one of my ten pillars of endurance is is motivation. What's motivating you to to do it? Then the other thing is I there's no I, I, there's no windows in the room. There's no door in the room that I'm in. You know, it's there's no plan B. Um, Everything that I put in place is a non-negotiable. Getting up at four twenty-nine a.m. non-negotiable, and, and actually in in the hundred and five days, didn't question it once. My alarm went off, and I was just like, right, well, I get up now. I put clothes on. You know, there's lots of things we do in life that's non-negotiable, like brushing your teeth, putting clothes on, uh, that sort of thing. And it's I categorized almost everything that I did in the same thing. Yeah, a couple of times I failed, like you know, yeah. I had a non-negotiable of trying to drink a bottle on the bike per per lap, um, but that always didn't happen because sometimes it was it was freezing cold and I didn't feel like drinking, you know, and I wasn't sweating as much anyway. Um, so I wasn't always good at it, but I, at least I tried to put them in place. But certainly the getting up and the doing the things every day, I knew that you know getting out of bed was very painful. Walking down the stairs was just oh, even right up to the end, my ankles and feet and knees um were just in severe pain but i knew that once i was in the pool the first couple hundred meters and i'd be fine so so there's that and then the other thing is i never celebrated any small wins throughout it so i could have celebrated when i got to 21 i i believe and i think i'm right um i got the british record you know uh, at 21 then when i got to 61 i got the european record and I was then number two in the world after James Lawrence. Uh, uh, and there was a couple of charity, you know, we, when we raised 10 grand, for example, uh, you know, that could have been a, a win. And for me, the the worry is at some point you have so many wins in your in your back pocket that if something goes bad at day 80, you might go, oh, well, actually, I'm still the best in Britain, aren't I? Yeah, I'm happy with that. So I can just pull the plug now because I've got something from it. Um, so yeah, I was very cautious and conscious that it was blinkers on to that finish line and nothing else mattered until I got there. And, and uh, that sort of, for me, has worked, you know, I guess. And 
105 days is not the longest thing I've done, so it must it Yeah, must yeah, be you've got history, you've got history of these things, haven't you? Yeah. You should definitely rebrand that because the guy you beat is called the Iron Cowboy, isn't he? But you could be the Iron Conway. <laughs> I could be, yeah. <laughs> get that get that on the website. Go that would be a real uh, dig dig in yeah, at the last yeah. minute, isn't it? Nah, steal his name. Yeah, James is a good guy, you know. He was um, <laughs> did, you, did you chat to him about it? Did he, did, he, did he give you any like any points? Yeah, there was, there was good banter there. I remember even in yeah. training I'd put my FTP up on the bike and he'd say, "Oh, congratulations, mate. You're now as strong as my wife." <laughs> so, oh, <good>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was there was good banter, you know. I think there was a lot of people, and 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 I've heard him say it as well that he thought no one else would break the record. And when I sort of heard that on the internet, I was like, right, that's it. <laughs> this record's got my name on. It's got my name written all over it. Um, because I had the world's longest triathlon, and I'm the only person still to have done a length of Britain triathlon. So, and I've done two things longer than 100 days and one at 85 days so i've hovered around this space for quite a long time um so you know i i remember thinking yeah this is definitely the next thing for me and it's also the fourth record so of all the types of records you can break in endurance there's firsts longest fastest and most um and I had a first, a furthest, or a longest, a fastest, and I didn't have the fourth one, which was the most of something, uh, the most number of something. So this one really seemed like the obvious choice looking at everything I'd done be- before and, and excited me a lot. And I really, from day one, knew I could do it. Um, you know, there was nothing. The 100 didn't scare me. The Each discipline each day didn't scare me that much. It, it, changing discipline does really throw a spanner in the works. Um, but the only thing that did scare me a lot was on the 10th of April when I started I knew that I remember after sort of 10 days I was still in April and those are the worst 10 days of my life (laughs) by a long way and then I still remembered I've still got all of May all of June and most of July to get through before I finish and that was the time where I suddenly realised ooh maybe I've not thought this through properly (laughs) so but, um, you know, just every day I knew once I was in the pool, the pool fixes a lot of things. And I was sort of then able to just do the baby steps and hopefully keep the pace because that was the other issue. If you if you're not fit enough or strong enough or get injured, eventually your pace drops to a point where you just never get enough recovery. And then you just on the back of the wave fighting to to stay within that 17 hour cutoff and um you know hats off to james who who got the injury on day three i think of the run and had the stress fracture because he had to power walk with poles each marathon seven hours or something it was you know the resilience there was incredible so i didn't want to land up in that situation so i you know i trained really hard and i think with my experience over the years i managed to stay on the front of the wave a little bit which allowed me more recovery time which then allowed me to stay at a decent enough time to repeat that over and over again, you know. This is the Runner's World Podcast. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you think there's a ceiling to any of it? Do you think that, you know, we're getting to a stage where. You've done these incredible feats, you know, people people have swum around the country, people are, you know, traveling across nations. How, you know, like, is there a point where you think it's just going to get too much? The, the, the sort of scale of it's going to sort of diminish everything? Do you think that there's a, a possibility that it like the achievements are just too big? Um, They'll get bigger. They'll get bigger. I, in fact, I, someone will hopefully break my record. I, I really, by the end of it, I was confident enough to know that actually if I just turned up each day, I could almost do these indefinitely, I think. Barring a crash on the bike and I, I don't know what other injuries I would have got really because I wasn't, I wasn't pushing harder. So my heart rate was still low. I wasn't pushing any more power. So the, the risk of, of those injuries, my bone density was probably pretty good um and yeah i picked up a couple of niggles in my right hip at around day 60 something which was extremely painful and yeah i struggled that was the hardest bit i I sort of thought by day 60 i would have nailed everything in the bud but there was just a misalignment and my glutes were not firing and putting pressure on my uh lower back my longus which is sort of above your vmo uh my my hamstring my it band just all on my right hand side and also it had a lot to do with my swim pool because of the cheese rolling that i did in 2009 i did my left shoulder in so and also my muscle memory from swimming when i swam the length of britain uh because of all the waves and because i didn't want chafe on the neck i just developed this really stupid technique where i really over rolled to the right and breathe quite high up because I had to because of all the waves and also I didn't want to get chafed so I wasn't turning my neck so I've got this real terrible style which means my left arm drops really low in the water which means my right arm's the big pull one and then I sort of landed up getting a really tight lower back which meant I was running a little bit on the side and then that made my my hip cave in a little bit and it all just sort of you know one thing leads to another um but really I think I could have I could have probably um rolled it out forever i think and i think someone else will i'm hoping i feel like I've, i would have done a bad job if um if no one else has a crack at the record as you say you, you, you saw on the internet that someone said this is unbreakable and it, it immediately drew your attention to and you made you wanted to break it and yeah. there's obviously people like-minded who will see what you've done and gone i want a bit of that yeah exactly so uh well i hope so and i'll help them do it you know i'll help them do it um which excites me a lot it excites me more helping someone else break my record than me keeping it forever i sort of 
I, mean, I have no interest in keeping it forever. Like records are there to be broken, and I feel I would have done a rubbish job if 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 the story that comes out of this is. Oh, it's totally impossible. Sean's the only human on the planet that can do this. Um, well, that's just yeah. not true. <laughs> you know, it, quite it, a... is, it, is, it is amazing, though. I feel like I remember a while ago when Dean Karnazes did 50 marathons in 50 days. And I think the kind of. Yeah, in 50 states, yeah. wasn't it? Um, and you think, you know, you've done more than double that. And the marathon was, you know, only a third of, of what you um, had to do each day. So I think it, it is a particularly impressive endurance feat. I would say. Is it going to be? Is there going to be a book off the back of it? Surely there'll be a book. Yeah, there definitely will be a book. I don't know what the book will involve. I can't. I don't think there's a book that goes day one, the seven, day two that happened because you know it's, it's quite a samey book, isn't it? Samey that point. Book, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking there's there's the ten pillars of endurance, which you know I've sort of worked out. If you tick all these ten boxes, which is Planning, fitness, experience, health, food, water, sleep, muscle management, motivation, and community. If you can nail all those boxes, then you should be able to uh, to complete a, an ultra endurance challenge of your own. So, I think I might tie in Iron One Hundred Five with these ten pillars in some sort of book that doesn't come across as a endurance self help book. <laughs> I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And even the word pillars, I hate. I might change something else to pillars. I don't know. I don't like that word. I like, yeah. I like, <laughs> totally I like how water's got its own. I like that. That's that, yeah, why, yeah, water, why did you give water its own one? Well, hydration, you know, hydration <laughs> yeah. is, is, is huge. You know, like your, my appetite depended on, the, on my hydration, my performance, uh, how much salt I needed. That's part of, of the, 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 what, you know, the hydration strategy. And, um, yeah, so yeah, I, I might call it hydration. Probably sounds better actually. I like water. I think it really drinks. <laughs> well, I like water as well. Everyone like... should drink their water. Absolutely, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, is it is it is it too early to think about new the next thing? Is it? Are we, are yeah, we, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if your family will be keen on this conversation. <laughs> no, I but... know Caroline is is incredible. I um, I really want to. So I'd also quite like to find a, a female athlete or anyone. Who wants to get the female record and i'd like to mentor them and help them um and my wife is actually registered interest in that which i think is amazing she's an amazing swimmer uh, and she came and ran a marathon a week with me for the last eight weeks with no training at all so she can run she just needs to work a little bit on her speed on the bike but she's a, she'll be a good rider we met cycling and she did the fred Witten together uh, in the lake district which is a hard one um mm, yeah and uh, how cool would that be, husband and wife having the the male and female records? So, oh, amazing! Yeah, the yeah. kids will absolutely yeah. The kids will be absolutely terrorised by this pair of you. It's just <laughs> no. there's no escaping. We'll be that like, do you you know, kids? Do you know, daddy and mummy once had the record. They'll be like, shut up, dad. The record's now yeah. five hundred by that Kiwi guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'd like to focus a little bit on that and working and volunteering full-time almost for the foundation that I raised uh, money for the true venture foundation to get kids into sport so and keep them in sport and and you know finding avenues for them to pursue sport outside of school um which is is quite hard so I think I'm going to do that for the next year or two and then no doubt get itchy feet again and think of something else so um for now yeah I don't know I don't know because also I don't know which of the three disciplines I want to focus on if if any running obviously yeah Sean, well on. i do like running it's and it's you know i'm 42 now and it's the one that 
I could get better at with age for the ultra stuff. Um, but I also fancy a couple of sort of continuous uh, triathlons. So like they're doing the the three the the, the continuous triple. So you the seven point five mile swim, the three hundred and thirty mile ride, and then the seventy mile run, seventy five mile run at the end. Um, that excites me a lot, a little, you know, a lot at the moment. Uh, but every time I try and do a Joe Wicks, or I did a Watt bike session the other day as well, it nearly <laughs> killed me. Something, well, maybe, maybe I just have to yeah. rest up for a take little. Take a little time. Take a little time off, Sean. Yeah. Um, thanks, thanks so much for for coming on the Runners World podcast, talking about your amazing Ironman challenge. Um, huge congratulations. I think it really is particularly extraordinary thing to have achieved if people want to find out more about you or the challenge or true adventure where can they go yeah if you just follow me on instagram uh sean conway adventure or just search my name sean conway uh yeah everything will be on instagram or seanconway.com is links to to that i've just uploaded all my splits all my times for every single day swim time t1 time bike time t2 time run time turtle time so if anyone's interested in that it's on my website um and just thank you to everyone who supported me throughout throughout the challenge and donated to the charity it really boosted my morale when uh when times were tough which was every day times were tough so <laughs> there was no sounds like there was zero respite so that yeah i imagine it was tough the whole time yeah no it was i mean i was even sacrificing showers in the first week i'd come home get a, a bit of physio eat and just fall straight into bed sweaty and dirty from the run because I just I didn't want to I wanted 15 minutes more sleep than than you know showering so um so it was only after the first week I thought right maybe I should I'm not I'm not <laughs> walking so well now with you know sweat all over me so whoever owned the swimming pool was furious they were like this guy is absolutely <laughs> ruining the pool I oh, know it's now a saltwater pool I guess <laughs> thank you so thanks much again, Sean. Sean. thanks for coming on yeah yeah anytime guys thank you very much so that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thanks to our special guest, Sean Conway, and to you, of course, for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to Three Issues of Runners World for just £5. Head to runnersworld.com slash UK slash podcast offer to get this exclusive listener offer. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it amongst your friends. If you're on a like WhatsApp group with a running club, put a link to it there. And then, because everyone, you know, it's particularly this episode, they all might want to hear how Sean got on. Um, so, yeah, thanks again. You're <laughs> Great tips. From- Great tip. <laughs> Thanks again. You'll hear from us next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.